Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome to this episode of the Next Step Podcast, where we help you take a next step. Our special guests today are Steve and Jamie Wishman. They're the co-founders of Breathe Life Ministries. You can find out more about Breathe Life Ministries at their webpage, breathelifetoday.com. And of course, our webpage is www.findmynextstep.org. Three of the key words for the mission and ministry of Breathe Life are rest, heal, and play. And those three words match beautifully with the chapter from Come Holy Spirit, a daily discipleship travelogue for Easter to Pentecost, especially the week that begins with day 29. So we're going to be talking to Steve and Jamie about their mission and their ministry, about their concept of rest and heal and play, and what it means to notice what you're experiencing or feeling, and to take a moment not to judge that, but to invite Jesus and the Holy Spirit into that moment. Thanks so much for joining us today as we seek to take a small next step when it comes to the rhythm of grace that the Spirit is shaping in our lives. Now let's hear more from Steve and Jamie. Steve and Jamie Wishman from Breathe Life Ministries, welcome back to the Next Step Podcast. Hi, thanks for having us. Good to be back. Uh, So good to have you here. Hey, to start out going, remind us where in the world you are. We are in Tomball, Texas. It's a far north suburb of Houston. Uh, Of Houston, which some people call Houston, Texas. Hey, (laughs) what's the weather been like there? Well, it was pretty normal until last night in the middle of watching The Chosen. Uh, all of a sudden, there was a big hailstorm. Mm. <laughs> so it made the, made the evening interesting. <laughs> we survived, and there's just a lot of shredded trees in our yard now. <laughs> Breathe Life Ministry has been a friend of Next Step Press since we started, and uh, we've had you on before. But Jamie, would you just remind me a little bit what Breathe Life Ministries is all about? Sure. Um, I was thinking, Steve and I, we really genuinely care about people and are interested in them. So out of that... We cultivate spaces where people can be honest about what's going on in their lives. Hmm. And in that, we can look with them for Jesus. Hmm. And when we do this, we found Jesus to be incredibly faithful and really rather creative in meeting people where they are in a way that makes a difference. We're, we're big fans of his work. <laughs> you know, I, I am too. That's pretty cool. That's one of the reasons why I like talking to you guys, creating that space for Jesus to be present and active. Uh, that's kind of what I want Next Step Press to be about as well. So thanks, thanks for joining us today. That's cool. Our pleasure. Hey, uh, I know th- th- this chapter that we're working on today uh, that, that begins on day 30 of the Come Holy Spirit Discipleship Travelogue is all about rest, work, and play and the, the rhythm or arrhythmia that, that we experience with when we put those three together. And I know rest, heal, and play are three important words for Breathe Life Ministry. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. But as we get going, I thought we'd start with the devotion on page 102. That's day 30. And would you guys read the, the Bible verses that the devotion is based on first? And then I'll read the devotional pray, and then we'll get into the conversation. Thanks. Sure. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. In Psalm 104, verse 30. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. The devotion is called Divine CPR. The creation follows a certain rhythm of night and day, evening and morning, 
seed-time, harvest, and fallow fields. As created beings, humans also have a God-given rhythm of rest and work and even play, times of recuperation, times of production, times of recreation. Like all the best parts of God's original design, that rhythm has been twisted and defaced by sin. Fallen humans suffer from a kind of spiritual arrhythmia. Our hearts no longer beat in time with God's heart, and our lives careen out of control from one extreme to the next. We lack a God-given rhythm of grace. Jesus came to restore all that was lost and twisted by sin. The new creation will see the final fulfillment of God's good gifts. Then we will know fully the blessings of rest and work and play. The new creation isn't endless, pointless, directionless vacation days. Your work will no longer be a curse, but you will have plenty to do. You have that future promise, and Jesus shows up in your present fallen reality to begin to set things right. Jesus performs a kind of divine CPR to give you new life. Did you ever learn what CPR stands for? Cardio, it's heart, pulmonary, lungs, resuscitation, to bring back to life. Cardio, pulmonary, resuscitation. By breathing the Spirit into our dead and lives, Jesus sets our hearts back in sync with God's heart. Our arrhythmia is replaced with the rhythm of grace. Rest, work, and play all become places we can give glory to God, places we see the Spirit at work, places we get to know Jesus better. Come, Holy Spirit, breathe into our failing lungs and make our hearts beat in rhythm with God's grace. Amen. Amen. Do you guys have any kind of immediate reaction to that devotion? I have to, I have to admit, um, just listening to you read it, I notice like no words come out and unless you breathe first. Ah, uh, yeah. Out breath. And, um, and it just took me all the way back to the beginning, right? At, at the very beginning, it's God's breath um, into Adam that actually gets this whole life thing going. And it just, it was interesting to just listen to you um, take in a mm. breath and read. Mm. So that just hit me. It was, it wasn't something I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, we often, we talk about the spirit hovering over the waters at creation. We talk about God speaking everything into existence. So the word is there, but yeah, think it, when you think of word, uh, the, the idea and the design and the intention, but that doesn't come about without the breath behind it. So uh, in the speaking, God speaks the word Jesus is present and the spirit is there enabling. I mean, that's like the incarnation. Uh, God sends the word to take flesh. Jesus is born, but he's conceived of the spirit, the spirit of the Virgin Mary. All, all the Trinity working together in that. That's a cool insight, Steve. Thanks. For me, Justin, as you were reading, I just, I just allowed the graceful cadence of your words to just pour over me. Mm. And I realized how hungry I was for that. And I think life is so chaotic and unsettled feeling lately hmm. that I realize I need grace every moment. Yeah. And so to just 
take that minute to pause and remember that I was designed for that. That's part of how God wired me is to need his grace, to need his breath, to need his rest. So there's nothing wrong with getting tired at times. I just come back and, and he refreshes. Yeah, I like that a lot. I I think rest was always a part of the We've got human bodies. Um, so I imagine rest will be a part of the new creation. God rested on the seventh day. And I mean, he didn't need to rest, but he invites us into that uh, that covenant of rest, that promise of, of resting in God. So uh, I really appreciate that. Sometimes I feel bad when I get tired, Jamie, you know, like, like I sh- should be doing more or I, I shouldn't be this tired or whatever. And totally. to think of being designed that way help, helps me see grace in that. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, uh, on your webpage, breathelifetoday.com, you talk about your purpose. And part of what you say there is that you offer a safe, non-pressured context to vulnerably and authentically know your own unfiltered story and begin to share it with God and a person of grace. I love that. And then you say, this honest knowing and awareness in the presence of God and another person is the geography in which the Holy Spirit breathes rest, healing, and play into the life of the leaders he dearly loves. This breathes life into the church. This breathes life into the world. So Breathe Life Ministry, you're you're kind of putting a, a, a stake in the ground here. Rest, healing, and play are important to you guys. Could you tell me a little more why those three go together for you in this idea of breathing life into the church, into the world? That's a, that's a fabulous question. Um, gosh, Justin, I, I, most of it we've actually learned by just walking with Jesus and, and his spirit. And over time, um, what we saw is rest is really like a trust. Hmm. And um, we're such a production mindset of we find a lot of times our identity and our value in what we do or produce. And yet God invites us to find our identity and how he sees us Hmm. first and then for production to flow from that. Hmm. And so even if you think about the creation the first day that man shows up is, is his first full day of existence, Adam and Eve, is the day of rest. <laughs> like God does all the work, then rest. And you know, it, I think you even bring this up um, in one of the devotions this week that the, the Jewish day begins at sundown with rest. Rest comes first. And so rest is a trust of just trusting that when I stop doing my work, you know, the world's not going to fall apart. You know, God's still doing, he's on his throne. He's still giving life and joy and peace. And so rest is a trust. And it's when we rest that we often find the, the things that are hurting or broken in our lives kind of bubble up to the surface, which I think is why sometimes we're afraid of rest. Hmm. Um, Because at first it might feel a little bad because those things come up, but Jesus actually provides the rest so that he can give us an exchange in that rest, when the painful parts of life bubble up, Jesus wants to bring healing. And there's a divine exchange there. And there's all there's a lot of depth to that. You know, this isn't just confession of sin and forgiveness. It can be grief and, and finding new hope after loss. Um, it can be having anger um, expressed and then find out that God is our defender. All of that kind of healing that comes that then 
produces the trust in God to be able to go and experiment in life, which is kind of the play part. Mm. Work can be in there, which is really what you center on. I, I think a lot this week of the rest work and play. We see work um, and play really in that same kind of field is that work sits on top of what God thinks of us and mm. how he heals us. So those three we really see going together um, in the life of the believer. Yeah, I, I can see that almost. I didn't recognize that there was a process kind of involved there, but this I, we're speaking about rhythms, so that there is kind of a rhythm to to resting. You know, when when you rest, you create some space, you create some room for there to be something for you to notice something, for you to be aware of, you know, how you're hurting or how you need healing. Like you said, yeah. that can be scary. Uh, and then the healing, the the presence of the spirit, and that releases us then into to both play and work to engage again. And yeah. I, I, it sounds to me like you you anticipate this being a rhythm, like this isn't a one-time deal or you don't do, I mean, what, what does this look like in terms of rhythm, do you think? What I find often is that I work, I get in a habit of working. And so then I notice I'm tired and I want to rest and it's unnatural for me. It's uncomfortable. Mm. I feel kind of bad at it. I find myself returning to work again and again or doing a rest thing that feels like work. Hmm. Um, and so... Uh, it's a little hard to transition from an intense time of work to a real natural rest. So one of the things I'm discovering is a grace for the transition process that's kind of a back and forth sometimes. I'm trying to rest today. I've set aside today or this hour as a rest time. But my work might be calling me back. That's okay. I'm just I'm just trying. I'm setting aside. And so, yes, a, the rhythm then is learning over time what our body needs, when we need to rest, how we rest well. And then it's always a back and forth um, and maybe not as naturally or as scheduled as maybe the world suggests. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel that we're made for different rhythms that electricity has robbed us from. <laughs> the fact that we can turn the lights on all the time means we can work lots more of the day. And there's gift to that too. But, but discovering or rediscovering a natural rhythm for each of us that's unique based on our wiring and our season of life and our calling, those kinds of things. Thanks, Jamie. I, I, uh, I love that. I love that because you put your finger almost immediately on the fact that as soon as we start talking about rhythm, it can become a burden again. Like I'm trying my best to have rest and healing and playing like balanced in my life. And I'm stressed out about, you know, I got to rest a little bit better or no, I got to work a little harder or shoot. Have I done healing today? Oh, I don't remember. I better go do some of that quick. Right. <laughs> So that performance-driven mindset uh, just permeates even our rest. We, <laughs> I think social media has taught us to try to rest better than everybody else and, and play yeah. in, in more amazing ways that you can put on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So um, thanks for pointing out grace in the transitions too. Are, are there ways that you have you find meaningful rest regularly? I mean, what does that look like in, in, in your lives? It's interesting. We were talking about this just this morning over breakfast is that, um, <clears throat> so what Jamie was just talking about that movement from work or producing something and having fruit in my life to a time of rest. Um, I I've been struggling, uh, and I'm finally actually noticing this 
is at first, um, because my production recently hasn't seemed to see the fruit that I was looking for, um, there's this golf game. And I play on this, this golf app on my phone. And it seems like a playful, fun thing to do uh, during a break time. But what I've discovered is I'm actually trying to um, keep producing um, <laughs> in that game. And and I've, I've felt the call of the spirit to say, hey, just think through why you're doing this. And are you getting uh, what what I what you think I have to offer you during this time of rest? And it's actually got me setting it down some more than I instead of it being my main thing that I do when I have 10 or 15 or 20 minutes to just walking around the yard. I love being outdoors. Um, oftentimes we get trapped indoors a lot in our work. Um, and, and so to get outdoors, look around, just kind of notice the things that I've planted and how is God growing them? Um, or today it was walk around the yard and see what kind of damage there was from the storm, you know, but that was actually refreshing to me. Um, just kind of looking around and go, Oh, wow, look at that. That thing survived. I thought for sure it'd be crushed. And there was a, a real rest in the just walking around the yard and noticing um, and, and kind of doing it with God, like, like, Hey, look at that. Look, look how that plant survived or look at this one. This one needs tending. Um, so I have to think about that later, but that was actually more restful for me than playing the game, which sounds like that one might be. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. Uh, how about you, Jamie? How do you find meaningful rest, do you think? Yeah, I'm still in experimental stage myself with that. But a couple of the things I've discovered is is I'm a thinker. Um, I love to think. I love to explore ideas, to learn new things, to solve problems. So a lot of times my work is problem solving. And I notice when I'm problem solving, my brow is furrowed and I'm honed in on an idea and I'm working really hard. So in my rest, I still like to think. So I'm trying to find a way of thinking that is not so like my brow isn't furrowed. Hmm. Honestly, outside helps me a lot also. And the weather's beautiful lately. So to just go outside where my regular work is not staring at me and just to allow my mind to drift to think on a thought, to explore it. When my brow starts to furrow, I let it go and I let my mind drift and see, just just give my mind permission to just wander on what sounds fun or delightful, which to other people might sound not restful at all. That's, I totally get it. I, my husband doesn't think that's restful at all. Um, but for my mind, it has worked and it's, it's, um, it feels expansive and, and relaxing to just let my mind wander like that. And then to notice, oh, that's getting stressful and let it go. And just, it doesn't matter as much because it's a play or a restful, playful posture. Hmm. Thanks. I, I appreciate how both of you, how you're listening to uh, your own heart. What what is what, where am I experiencing stress? Where does this become work again instead of instead of rest? Listening to the spirit uh, and listening to your own body. When when your body tells you, "Hey, this isn't rest anymore," you, know, you can listen to your body and notice what's going on there. I appreciate that very much. So, rest, heal, and play. Those are three important words for you. When you talk about healing, what what do you have in mind there? So I love this part. I can understand if, if the thought of it is very scary for some. It's sometimes scary for me too. 
But in reality, what we're talking about is just noticing what's going on in our lives. Um, today, I feel really tired, or today I was barking at my kids all day, or there's this issue in my mind that I just cannot let go of. I'm spinning and spinning and spinning on it. And to just notice what's actually in my day-to-day life and my mind and my body and just making some space to acknowledge it, maybe feel it, maybe speak it, uh, and invite Jesus into it. So, so really, our habit often is to solve all our own problems. But as believers, we have the grace to not have to do that. There's a lot of problems in my life I don't know how to solve. I don't know how to fix my sadness. I don't know how to fix my friend's addiction. I don't know how to fix a broken marriage, but God does. So when I bring the issue to him and invite him in, I just make some space to acknowledge it and invite him in. And he comes in different ways and often not the way that I would have thought or demanded but in ways I need and ways that bring life and freedom and help that he knows I need because he created me and he knows me intimately and what I really long for. And he comes and helps. I love that. He helps. Hmm. Hmm. I think that's the, uh, probably Justin, the most surprising and delightful part of where we've been led to with breathe life ministries is when we were first starting, I just kind of applied my old way of, of thinking is like, you, you know, you use the brain and the gifts God's given you and you create something or you take something that already exists and you, you know, you work, work with it and try and make it a little better. And what we discovered with Breathe Life was the things that God had put on our heart were so big. I remember at first being super scared of it because I was like, well, I don't have, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And very quickly it became obvious that, oh, he's inviting us to partner with him where he does the biggest, heaviest lifting and he actually shows up and does it. And so the healing part, the part I think that we play both in our own lives, but also in the lives of other people that we might be walking with through a process like this is to just help uh, notice, be honest in our noticing of what's really going on in our minds and our hearts, which like Jamie said, can be scary. Um, but when you find out over time and time and time again, that Jesus is faithful to show up, that the spirit loves to, to bring healing wisdom. Um, I, I think of, Paul, when he writes the Corinthian church, there's a couple places where he really hits on, I think it's 1 Corinthians 2, he talks about wisdom from the Spirit of God. And then 2 Corinthians 3, he talks about a whole new covenant that's actually ministered by the Spirit. And it's actually new. It's new life. It's freedom from these things that are hurtful to us. And he actually does it. And so um, when we get honest about what we're really feeling um, Jesus shows up and and he gives the gifts that only he can give. And suddenly you find yourself resting like, oh, all the stuff I was trying to do before to try and get myself to the place of being able to like, oh, now it's actually there because he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you find yourself resting. Mm-hmm. Well said. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so resting is, uh, it sounds like it's both the prerequisite to the healing and one of the byproducts. When, when you rest, when you take that pause, you create some space to notice even what's going on with you. And when you invite Jesus into that space and Jesus shows up, he brings healing. And one of the products of that healing is a renewal through rest. But but it also then turns you loose both into work and to play. Uh, Steve, you turned me onto a book, uh, Andrew Peterson. I I've, uh-huh. I think you... You introduced me to Andrew Peterson, I don't know, a decade or more ago with his Lamb of God uh, album, and then we've been fans ever since, and I love his music. I love his books. And this this book, Adorning the Dark, is is one of my favorites. He's got a quote in there that I I think is relevant to this chapter. Uh, Andrew Peterson says, All you really have is your willingness to fail, coupled with the mountain of evidence that the Maker has never left you or forsaken you. I am pleasantly expendable, delightfully unnecessary. We're not invited into this because God needs us, but because he wants us. Hmm. I'm reminded hmm. of that quote because of what you, you were saying. Like, I, I thought I had to do all this big stuff, and it turns out, well, I can't do any of that. But but God doesn't need me to. God invites me to participate in this. He, God's the one doing the work. And I found that in my ministry, too. Yes. Yeah. And... um uh, I've, I've loved Andrew Peterson for a long time. He's probably one of the first people I encountered who spoke honestly of the of like the human condition and, and the way I was experiencing it, and but then also brought God into it uh, of like uh, this is what God does about that condition. And and it wasn't it wasn't he didn't say it in a flat way. He's an artist, um, and I love that because he he painted it in, in a a myriad of ways in his music and then in this book too. And it's helped me because I do think that when, when I'm most myself is when, um, I'm, I'm loved. Hmm. (laughs) Um, like when, when I really know I'm loved and I'm safe with God, like my, I'm freed, I'm freed to like be Steve Wishman the the quirky way I've been made, and I was an art major in my undergrad, um, and but I was kind of an odd art major, you know, someone who also liked structure, <laughs> and um, and when I know I'm loved and I'm accepted by him, suddenly those kinds of things come alive in me, and so like I love to help build structures that help a group of people experience these very things uh, about Jesus. But I also love to like write poems and um, paint pictures and do stained glass. And in my, in my life where I try and like um, solve my big issues on my own, which is usually by just working harder um, or if that's not working, escaping, you know, into some sort of entertainment, um, when I actually let him bring the healing to that, then I'm actually freed to do those things that give life. And they actually end up giving life to other people too. And so um, I really do believe that that's the byproduct of this trust as rest um, and rest as trust that the healing comes. And then really that your work and play just overflows out of that. So talk to me some about play. It seems it, it, for a ministry to choose play as one of their like three most important words, that sounds, well, first of all, fun and inviting, and second of all, a little bit crazy. So so tell me why play is like one of the words you'd put on a Breathe Life t-shirt. I feel 
like I've never really been very good at play. Like I was one of those kids that uh, was very, uh, grew up very fast and responsible for the people around them and doing what you're supposed to do. And so I felt like I never really got a childhood the first time around. Hmm. And when I turned 40, I said, that's it. I'm not getting older anymore. I'm only going backwards. I deserve a childhood in this life. And um, I think that really is in keeping with the invitation of Jesus to become like little children. Many of us at some point learned that you have to be responsible to be an adult. And while there may be some truth in that, I think along the way, we picked up way too much burden about it. And, and responsibility meant drudgery and meant duty and meant exhaustion and weariness and no rest for the weary. So I think the play part of our ministry is an invitation to rediscover a childlike view of the world, Um, a childlike curiosity, a childlike ability to risk and discover, a childlike crying when it hurts and running to somebody who can give you a hug and make it better. So I think play holds a lot of that gift of Jesus for us that in the in eternity we will be like children but at the same time mature. So I guess I'm wondering what that looks like a mature child. I'm not sure. Um maybe that's not the question for today. But this idea of being like a little child is the play piece for me. Thanks for that. I, I think this this rhythm, this pattern of rest and healing and play and play that oh, spills into your work. I think having those those ideas in mind, trying to grasp them, hold them together, uh, looking for the invitation of Jesus in them. And, and Jamie, as you started us also with an understanding that you're covering the transitions in grace. I mean, I can imagine. Uh, trusting like a child or running to need help like a child or having fun like a child. If you work too hard at that, it becomes its own burden. Like I've got to go out and have more fun, you know, dang it. (laughs) I'm going to try really hard at having fun today. I'm going to play really, uh, really, I don't know, uh, as a burden. And and that can be bad for us too. So uh, the presence of Jesus, the presence of the spirit, his grace covering that, that whole process is really helpful. Um, I, I guess that leads me to ask it, for people who are listening, whose hearts have kind of awakened to that idea that I'm not going to get any older, 40s old enough, or or 38 or 62 or wherever you are today, uh, and I want to awake this childlike joy and 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 dependence on Jesus, uh, this idea of trust in inside of of rest, and uh, this invitation to to notice what's going on and to bring it to Jesus for healing. What would you just say to someone who notices those rhythms are way out of whack and keep being out of whack, and and they'd like to fight for a little more balance, a little more rhythm, a little more of of what you've been talking about today? What what would you say to someone who wants more of that and feels almost overwhelmed by trying to imagine how to step into it? Oh my goodness, I I think so. It sounds like they are have already done the first step that we would say, which is they've noticed. Hmm. Um, and so noticing is, is the start. It's, we often have a almost subconscious response to noticing something that we see out of whack or that we don't like in our life. And oftentimes our subconscious response is, not, is actually not helpful. Like it maybe tells us to work harder, 
or if it's telling us we should rest and we need to stop, we go to something that actually isn't restful. So noticing is the first one. The second one is if there's any judgment for how you feel about yourself at that moment, we want to hold, we want to kind of push that judgment back. So like I heard, Justin, you said earlier, you might notice you're tired. And if your first response to that is to judge yourself for being tired, it was like, oh, let's just hold that back for a minute. What if being tired is not wrong? Hmm. Um, okay. So now we make a little space and we look at why are we tired? And instead of applying judgment, what if we talk to Jesus about it? Jesus, I'm tired. Um, and it seems we, you might even say, I feel a little bad about that because it seems like I shouldn't be that tired from what I just did. And then ask Jesus, what do you think about me being tired right now? Um, to invite Jesus into that, invite another person on the journey into that and say, this is what I'm feeling. Um, what do you think? And I, I think as Jesus speaks to us and as we talk with a few others who are safe on that journey, um, then we can start to hear the grace of God for whatever it is we're experiencing. And then we can, then we can receive something rather than like create a big brand new uh, system for how we're going to rest, hmm. um, which I, I, I did that for years. I, whenever something would come up, I'd make a big new system. And by day three, I'm crushed because I'm like, I can't even do the first two steps. Right. So I think that making space of withholding judgment and then speaking honestly and saying, Jesus, what do you think about that? Um, I found he's really faithful to say stuff like it makes sense that you're tired. Um, that was a hard, it didn't, may not seem like a lot of time that you spent on it, but those were some pretty heavy subjects that you were dealing with, with those people. So, um, here's the rest I have for you in that. Like, first of all, you, you don't need to judge yourself for that. That was tiring. And I think out of that will grow a rhythm rather than trying to define the rhythm first, hmm. you just notice and you go to Jesus and he will start to guide you in a rhythm. If that makes sense. Yeah, we tend to be creatures of law, and uh, whenever we talk about rhythms or patterns, that it quickly becomes law. And and I just heard you kind of make it gospel instead, make it mm -hmm. gift. So I want I want to reset this because I think you said a few things that are really important. When when you find your rhythm is getting out of whack, uh, Steve, I think you said number one, you notice. Go ahead and spend some time noticing what, what what's going on in your heart, and and then kind of push back judgment create some space, create some room by by not judging what you just noticed. And then you said you invite Jesus into that space and, and maybe invite another follower of Jesus to help speak life in, into that situation as well. And, and when you've done that, then you can receive from Jesus the, the, the grace that you need for that moment. And it sounds to me like whether your pattern of rest or work or play is out of whack, those kind of patterns would help you find your way back into some kind of healthy rhythm. Yes, yes. Yes. Jamie, yeah, you have something to add? Yes, I would like to just help them do that. Mm. Would that be okay? Yes. It'd be a prayer, really. So uh, some of you might be hearing what, you've, what we've talked about today or even the tips that Steve gave you, and you might notice that you're, you're feeling your body start to tense up. Maybe you're leaning forward in your chair. Maybe your brow is furrowing. Maybe you're starting to feel a little bit of pressure of how you're going to do all that. And that would be a normal response. So there's no judgment for that. 
So what I would invite you to do is just like take a deep breath, relax, let your shoulders fall down, lean back a little in your chair. And we just invite Jesus into this noticing and say, Jesus, we want something better than what we've been living. We want something more, but it feels hard or it feels like it's all up to me. So Jesus, would you come in? Would you help? Would you lead me in this? Would you guide me in this path of life? Would you do the hardest parts and just give me one little step for today? Would you help me keep breathing instead of taking on the pressure? Thank you that you always answer my prayers because you love me so much. Amen. Amen. And then we watch. We lay our request before the Lord and we wait in expectation. He will answer. Amen. Steve and Jamie Wishman, Breathe Life Ministries, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. That was Jamie Wishman closing us in prayer. Along with her husband, Steve, Jamie helped found Breathe Life Ministries. I'll put a link to their webpage in the description of this podcast. And I'll also link to the book, Come Holy Spirit, a daily discipleship travelogue for Easter to Pentecost. Steve and Jamie both have articles in the Next Step publication, Jesus at the Center of My Messy Life, Tales from the Next Step Community, Year One. So I'll make sure to link to that resource as well and include some of the other things that went into this chapter of the book. As always, this episode was made possible in part by the generous support of our Next Step patrons. If you're a patron, thank you. Thank you for recognizing that this mission to help people delight in taking a next step is vital to what, where we're going next as a church. If you'd like to join the ranks of the Next Step patrons, I'll put a link in the description to give you some more information. Thanks again for spending a half hour with us. There's so many other things you could have done with that time, and it sure seems to me like Jesus has invited us together as we follow him. I look forward to seeing you next time at Next Step Press.